Good morning everyone. Magandang umaga sa ating lahat, no? Um, God is so good and God is to be praised that once again we've been longing to be together once again as a church and by the grace of God, no, the government has allowed us together and here we are. No, but for those of course may restrictions, may limitations pa din, but nevertheless, praise God. So we also would like to welcome to those who are joining with us via Facebook Live. So sa kanilang mga tahanan, no, thank you for joining with us today and ang isang comfort lang natin na our God is omnipresent. No, God is here and God is also there within you. So patuloy tayo, no, both on-site and online, um, we will use this platform, no, mga ways kung paano natin patuloy na maibahagi ang salita ng Panginoong Diyos. So today, Um, it is our last part ng journey in the Book of Lamentations. Yung theme natin sa Book of Lamentations is hope in God. You know, we are facing right now um, this pandemic of this COVID-19. And it started um, last month of 2019, maybe somewhere December. But you know what? There's a pandemic that started from the fall of Adam and Eve. That's the pandemic of sin. So we are praying that magkaroon tayo ng hope, no? Kay Lord na malampasan natin individually as a family, as a nation, and even as the whole world, yung COVID-19 na pandemic. But friends, as we preach the word of God, no? Sa pag-aaral natin ng salita ng Diyos as we gather as a church, I think There's a deeper hope na kailangan nating matutunan. Hindi lang yung hope over COVID-19, but our hope in the needs of our sins. Kasi yung COVID-19, pwedeng mamatay ka physically. Pero yung pandemic ng kasalanan, kung hindi tayo makatumpong na kaligtasan, hindi natin naiintinan yung gospel ni Kristo, it's more than being dead in the body but in the soul and spirit. So today, let's open our Bible as we finish our study in the book of Lamentations. Lamentations chapter 5, verses 1 to 22. And I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. So make sure, no, sa mga nasa online, uh, meron tayong Bible na katabi po natin para you can read with yourself with our text today. Lamentations 5, verses 1 to 22. Remember, O Lord, what has befallen us. Look and see our disgrace. Our inheritance has been turned over to strangers, our homes to foreigners. We have become orphans, fatherless. Our mothers are like widows. We must pay for the water we drink. The wood we get must be bought. Our pursuers... At our necks, we are weary, we are given no rest. We have given the hand to Egypt and to Assyria to get bread enough. Our fathers sin and are no more, and we bear their iniquities. Slaves rule over us. There is none to deliver us from their hand. We get our bread at the peril of our lives because of the sword in the wilderness. Our skin is as hot as an oven with a burning heat of famine. Verse 11. Women are raped in Zion, young women in the towns of Judah. 
Princes are hung up by their hands. No respect is shown to the elders. Young men are compelled to grind at the mill, and boys stagger under loads of wood. The old men have left the city gate, the young men their music. The joy of our hearts has ceased. Our dancing has been turned to mourning. The crown has fallen from, the he- from our head. Woe to us, for we have sinned. For this, our heart has become sick. For these things, our eyes have grown dim. For Mount Zion, which lies desolate, jackals sprawl over it. But you, O Lord, reign forever. Your throne endures to all generations. Why do you forget us forever? Why do you forsake us for so many days? Restore us to yourself, O Lord that we may be restored. Renew our days as old, unless you have utterly rejected us, and you remain exceedingly angry with us. Let's come to the Lord in prayer. Our sovereign God, we thank you for once again gathering us physically, and even for those who are joining with us, Lord, online, We thank you for your grace that is being extended unto us, O Lord. God, we pray that you will continue to guide us and may you use, Lord, the preaching of your word today na makapagbigay po sa amin ng hope, not just in this COVID-19 pandemic, but Lord, in the hope and the reality of our sins that we are doomed for your wrath and judgment if we will not repent and believe in the finished work of Christ Jesus. Lord, use the preaching of the word today to humble us, to exalt you, and to bring us into holiness, Father. Lord, we give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let me ask you this question today. Sino dito sa atin na... Sino dito sa atin naka-experience na someone, no? Naka-commit sa atin na kasalanan or might be na-offend tayo or na-hurt tayo ng isang tao. Tapos dumating sa point na that person na nag-offend sa atin, lumapit sa atin and nakipag-reconcile. How do we respond? Or kung tayo yung nakasakit, tayo yung naka-offend. Tayo yung naka-hurt. Tapos, nag-approach tayo sa taong nakakumit tayo ng kasalanan. How did they responded to us? So, both sides, no? I don't know kung anong side ang na-experience natin. Tayo yung humingi ng sorry na kipag-reconcile. Or tayo, no? Ang hininga ng sorry or tayo ang hininga ng reconciliation. How do we respond? Or how They, they respond. Totoo ba yung line na we can forgive and we can forget? So like our passage today, let's see how the Israelites pleads before God for restoration, for reconciliation, and how they view God in their pleading of restoration. Again, lamentation was written to describe, no? through these five set of poems 
expressing their grief over the fall of Jerusalem during their time of um, Babylonian captivity. And you know what? How this sorrow and suffering brought them into hope in God whose compassion is new every morning. Hope is not despair, is the final word of this book. That's why on the first chapter, we, we learned about the grief and the shame of sins. Nakita natin kung gano sila, kung ano yung kahihiyan, ano yung lungkot na naramdaman nila as a result no, of God's judgment because of their sin against God. In chapter 2, nakita natin yung pinakamalungkot na part, the necessity of mourning over sins. Hindi lang nanahiya ka. It's mourning dumating sa point that they are mourning, that they're crying all day long. No? Because sa kasalanan na ginawa nila against God. And chapter 3, may progression yung story. Nakita natin the goodness of God shown in His faithfulness, lordship, and assurance. Kayong kinanta natin kanina, no? His mercies, diba? never ceases. His compassion, nakita natin yan sa chapter 3. And last week, Kuya Mark discussed with us, with us the hope in suffering. No? Na kahit gano man sila nag-suffer, there's always hope, not in themselves, but in the Lord. And today, as we end, chapter 5, no? It is the community's plea. It's the Israelites, no, as a group, may plea sila for restoration kay God. And it includes the description of the woes, no, that the people face and an urgent plea for restored relationship with the covenant God. Kung ma-observe natin from chapter 1 to chapter 5, most or major verses talks about their disgrace, talks about their sin, talks about the result of the judgment of God for them. And dito natin nakita, no? Grabe, sobrang lala. Ganun pala kalala ang ginawa ng kasalanan na it, kung basahin natin, most of the verses is about the sinfulness of Israel. So like the Israelites, are we honest and humble enough to come to the Lord and present our sins and plead for His mercy to restore us to Him? Kasi common, pag may reconciliation, more na lumalabas sa bibig natin yung kasalanan ng, ng kabila, yung kasalanan ng other party. Hindi kasalanan mo. Dito, pakita natin the honesty and the humility ng Israelites of presenting, eto kami Lord. So today, friends, I want you to learn the truths about the Sovereign Lord which will guide us as we pursue holiness, as we obey the Lord. Na, hindi pala ganun ka, yes, the Lord will not, will remember our sins no more, but tayo, alam nyo, hindi natin nakakalimutan yung kasalanan natin. Hindi tayo nagdidwell sa kasalanan natin, but as we remember our sins, it brings us to humble all the more that we need a Savior.
So the question na sasagutin natin today, is there really hope in a faithful God despite that we are unfaithful? So this morning, let's divide our time together into two parts. No? Why sinners like you and me will have that hope in a sovereign God. So our main point number one, we have that hope even sinful as we are. Why? Because we can come to God humbly and honestly. Verse 1, sabi dito, Remember, O Lord, what has befallen us. Look and see our disgrace. So this opening petition shows the people's plight as a community. Nakita natin yung pronoun na we and us. No? So all together, they are they having, they're having this plight of pleading before the Lord. And it's ironic because they know who God is. And they are telling God, they are telling the all-knowing God, remember. No? Kung sa ating tao, siguro, remember, kasi makakalimutin tayo. No? Pero si God, He is an all-knowing God. Pero ngayon, dito natin makikita, how God, how can an all-knowing God will remember our sins no more? Alright? So the word remember, remember, O Lord, what has befallen us. It evokes covenantal redemptive events like the Exodus when God acted on Israel's behalf. Previously, nakita natin, after their, their Egyptian captivity, when they, the Lord um, guided them, protected them, provided for them in their journey of Exodus, na umalis sila ng Egypt papunta sa promised land. Alam nyo, nabasa natin yan. Nakita natin, even nakita nila how the Lord has provided and protected them and guided them. Wala eh. Andun pa rin yung doubts nila, yung questions nila kay Lord. No? Yung reklamo nila kay Moses. Alright? But time came na nakita natin when God gave them the law in Exodus chapter 20. The Lord gave them the law to set them apart from the nations around them, from the foreigners. Why? Because God is their God and they will be His people. So ngayon, yung word na remember dito, remember all of what has befallen us, ibig sabihin, may pinanggalingan. Lord, tingnan mo kami ngayon. Ibig sabihin, ano ba kayo dati? Ano ba kami dati? They are God's people. They are God's redeemed people. They are God's highly favored people of all the nations. Bakit sila? Pero ngayon, yung, yung princess, yung wife, no? kasi si Lord is considered as their husband. But Israelites right now, Israel right now, being God's people is in disgrace. They are telling God, look and see our disgrace. They've been exposed and in humiliating posture, nakakahiya. Nasa kahihiyan ang Israel. Minsan kung ano no, yung parang wala ka lang normal na tao, kahit may mangyari sa'yo, parang 
walang effect, walang changes, or kung meron man sobrang konti. Pero ikaw yung, ikaw yung top one, ikaw yung pinakamataas, ikaw yung nakikita, ikaw yung example, ikaw yung may crown, ikaw yung may glory. And there you go. Andun ka na ngayon sa baba. Can you imagine the disparity ng situation nila when the Lord saved them from Egypt No, even may kasun may may, may Assyrian captivity din. But ngayon ito the Babylonian. And in here, they are pleading before God. Ngayon, from verses 2 to 10, tignan natin. These are the set of verses that talks about the details of having economic poverty. No? They are in disgrace. So ngayon, kung na-observe nyo, yung verses 2 to 10, may ginamit na mga pronouns. Are we, no? As. Kasi pagpunta mo ng verse 11, iba naman. Hindi na siya pronoun, proper noun niya na yung ginamit. So ngayon, tignan natin yung verses 2 to 10 that explains the descriptions of economic poverty na naranasan ng mga Israelites. Sabi niya sa verse 2, Our inheritance has been turned over to strangers, our homes to foreigners. So ano yung nire-refer nila ni inheritance? Well, it is the promised land. No? The promised land which was tangible evidence of God's relationship with with him, with them, no? With the Israel. Balikan natin yung Genesis chapter 12, gusto ko lang basahin, no? Way back sa kay Abraham. Sa promise na binigay ni Lord kay Abraham. So Genesis 12, when the Lord called Abraham to leave his place, sabi niya, Now the Lord said to Abraham, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. No, this is the promise of God to Abraham and to his people, to his descendants. Question, nakarating ba sila doon? Yes. Pero paano sila nakarating? Mahaba. Nag-ikot-ikot pa sila sa wilderness for 40 years. Moses, na ginamit ni Lord to redeem or to, to na maka-exit sila sa Egypt, hindi nga nakarating sa promised land. No? Deuteronomy 4:20 to 21. Ano sabi dito ni Moses sa kanila? But the Lord has taken you and brought you out of the iron furnace, out of Egypt, to be a people of his own inheritance as you are as to us this day? Di ba? So dito makita natin na they are God's people. They are God's inheritance. As what Moses is telling them. Verse 21, Furthermore, the Lord was angry with me because of you and he swore that I should not cross the Jordan and that I should not enter the good land that the Lord your God is giving you for an inheritance. So even Moses was not able to enter the promised land. Sino ang nag-lead sa Israel to enter the promised land? It's Joshua. No? The next, the descendants, or I mean, the protege ni Moses. So this is what they are referring to. Our inheritance from the Lord, this land, the promised land, a land that is flowing with milk and honey, no? where fruits, the grapes are 
so big. Of course, it's, it's a promised land from God. But now, the inheritance that they have is already turned over to strangers, to foreigners. And of course, this refers to the opponents, yung mga kalaban nila. And probably, it refers to the exile experience. They became orphans and fatherless. No, Probably, they have lost their fathers during war or during the exile. And nagkaroon sila ng starvation. Bakit? Di ba sa bahay, pag walang nanay at tatay, siguradong gutom. Kasi walang magpo-provide. Kasi walang magluluto. Walang magpiprepare. The same thing with their situation. Their mothers are compared to like widows. Kasi yung widows sa time nila, di ba, sa Old Testament, wala silang source of income. Kaya, ang mga tao na mayroong land, no? ginagawa nila, parang may, may portion ng land na hindi nila inaani. Why? May iniiwan because it's part of their kubaga, civic um, responsibility na may maiiwan para sa mga widows. Kasi walang source of income ang mga widows. So in here, it is mentioned that even their mothers are like orphan or are like widows, no? Na walang source, walang resources. So nakita natin yung economic poverty, yung famine, yung gutom na na-experience nila. Ito pa, they pay for the water. Sabi sa verse 4, we must pay for the water we drink. The wood we get must be bought. Water and wood is basic needs. Survival needs. Diba? Kahit hindi ka makakain ng ice cream, importante may tubig. Kahit hindi ka makakain ng salad, importante maka, makakook ka ng rice. Kasi those are basic needs. But can you imagine, in their situation, they have to pay. Ang, ang tanong, may pera pa ba sila? May resources pa ba sila? So not only do the people lack land, no? they lack family also, malala silang mga fathers. They also lacked the essentials for survival. So now, can you imagine? Ano yung situation? Bakit sinabi niya, remember how we are befallen, how we are in disgrace. Dati kumakain kayo ng malalaking grapes, flowing with milk and honey. Ngayon, bibili pa silang tubig. Halos, they have to... Um, mamamatay sila no? for the sake of getting food. Do you see the disgrace that they are experiencing? May mga pursuers sa verse 5, our pursuers are at our necks. We are weary. We are given no rest. Anong ibig sabihin nito? Possible na may mga inutangan sila tapos sinusundan sila. They are our necks. Parang pwedeng sinasakal na. No? Pwedeng they are being pushed to the limits. Kailangan nyo nang magbayad. They have given no rest. It's either pinapatrabaho or talagang pinupor sila na, magbas- na, na magbayad ng mga utang nila sa inutangan nila. That's why may mga pursuers. I think naka-experience tayo yung or you are being, you know, you are being pushed to the limits, sinasakal ka na, hindi mo na alam. Hindi ka na makatulog. Anxious, stress ka na. Saan naman ako kukuha ng pambayad ko bukas? Andito naman alas ayos ng umaga yung 
5-6 sa bahay. No? Dito, these are the situations that they are facing. And in the past, we have given the hand to Egypt and to Assyria to get bread enough. So can you imagine na na-experience nila? They are trusting. They are putting still alliance with Egypt, with Assyria, na kumbaga, yun nga yung naging nag-captivate sa kanila previously. Pero, this gesture, every time, speaks of their foolishness. Bakit doon ka patatawag? Sa Egypt, sa Assyria, ikalaban nga yun. Naging captives nga kayo doon. Why is it that they are not calling unto God? Nakakalimot sila that in their wilderness journey, the Lord has provided them with the manna every day. But ngayon, they are trying to put an alliance or to trust, you know, even the enemies and not the Lord. And in verse 7, may mga past mistakes that led to the present realities. Possible yung previous generation, yung mga tatay na matay na. Sila yung nakakumit na kasalanan. Yung next generation, yung mga anak. They are facing the consequences ng kasalanan na ginawa ng previous generation. I mean, every person is accountable to their own sin. No? Kung baga, they're just experiencing the consequence na lang, the result. Though people are not condemned for others, the sins of others, they're not condemned for the sins of their fathers, but they are facing the consequence of the sins of their fathers. And they became servants. Slaves rule over us. Can you imagine? Gulong ng palad. Kumbaga, yung slaves dati, ngayon, sila na yung nag-rule over sa kanila. Can you imagine? Meron kang helper sa bahay. The next man, yung helper mo, inday. The next time, tawagin mo na, madam. May change of rules. Dahil nga, no? ito yung nararamdaman nila. The effect of their sin. They became the slaves of their slaves. So sad. So tragic. And in verse 9, we get our bread at the peril of our lives because of the sword in the wilderness. Kailangan sila mag-take risk Kasi mahal yung pagkain within, no? within na malapit sa kanila. Maybe mas mura doon sa kabila. Pero, paano sila makabili sa mura? Kasi may danger. So, anong gagawin? Dito na lang sila bibili kasi sobrang mahal? Or magtitake sila ng buhay nila para makabili sa mas mura sa, sa labas? Wala silang choice. They have to take risk because they don't have enough resources anymore. And verse 10, our skin is as hot as an oven with a burning heat of famine. Grabe no. Yung, yung ano tawag dito? Simili. No? Sa English. Yung simili. Ganon kainit. Yung skin nila. Sa oven. And it's a metaphor that shows the many effects of slowly starving to death. Hindi sila namatay dahil hindi sila mamamatay dahil binaril or may arrows. 
namatay sila dahil sa guto? Grabe no? Nakaka- I mean, sobrang nakakahiya, quote-unquote. Paano sila namatay? Hindi dahil sa araw ng kalaban. Paano sila namatay? Sa gutong. Chosen people of God, having the promised land, namatay sa gutong? Unimaginable. But it happened. Now, in verses 11 to 14, no, yung verses 2 to 10, it talks about economic poverty. And nakita nga natin, sabi ko, pronouns yung ginamit. May konting shift sa verse 11 to 14. May mga proper noun na ginamit. Women, princess, young men, boys, old men, and young men again. No? So kanina, general as a whole. Ngayon, medyo specific. Certain groups within the community. May description ng women being raped in Zion. Siyempre, yung lawlessness nagiging worse, nag-aabound. Wala nang iniisip na righteousness. So women are being raped in Zion and in the towns of Judah. No? Their princes, yung princes are considered to be the officials. And sabi dito, are hung up by their hands. Ibig sabihin, Siguro, ang ginagawa sa kanila, no? they're being executed by the Babylonians. Inaaresto. Kaya, ganito tayo, oh, pag inaaresto ka, di ba, hands up agad. And their princes are being hung up in their hands by the Babylonians. Young men are compelled to grind at the mill. Anong ibig sabihin nito? Yung grinding at the mill, usually performed by the animals. Grabe ka degrading. Yung ginagawa ng animal, ngayon pinapagawa sa mga young men of Israel. And they are likened to animals. So this is social humiliation. Kung yung verses 2 to 10 is economic poverty, verses 11 to 14 is social humiliation. Their women are being raped. Their princes are being killed. Their young men are being allowed to perform what the animals is doing. They're old men, no? Old men considered to be the civic leaders. Ito yung parang mga elder nila as a community. Ngayon, the civic leaders, their elders are left the city. Wala na. Kumbaga yung pundasyon, yung hinihinga nila ng advice, yung gumagawa ng mga decision makings within them, within their community. Nagsialisa na. Papano na? Kumbaga, wala na silang andun yung ano nila, andun yung trust, yung foundation nila. Kasi nga, may mga young, may mga old men, may mga civic leaders na meron sila. But now, they left the city gates. No? The young men with their music, na-stop na rin. Wala. That's why The result of that, no, nasa verses 15 to 18. Yung feeling na even yung music pinastop, yung mga leaders na wala, naisip ko lang, ano yung naramdaman natin yung in-announce na wala na namang, wala na namang church gathering? Diba? Although it's incomparable, but somehow we can relate at a certain level. Kanina nung nagkakantahan tayo, parang... Wala, sobrang iba. Yung 
Naririnig mo yung boses ngayon ng bawat isa singing songs, truth about God? And what if dumating sa point, pinatigil ka kumanta, pinatigil ka yung mag-gather, walang leaders, walang pastors and all. Ganito yung nangyari dito sa kanila. Devastating. Wala nang integration. Wala nang, walang, walang organization na, ang tawag doon? Nag-scatter. No? And the result, verse 15 to 18. Makita ngayon natin, natin, yung desolation and disintegration. Sabi sa verse 15, the joy of our hearts has ceased. Our dancing has been turned to mourning. Seeing from verses 2 to verse 14, economic poverty, social humiliation, and with that, no? kung na-observe nyo sa verses 15 to 18, may ginamit na mga metaphors ng parte ng katawan ng tao. Hearts, dancing, of course, it's body. Head, heart, eyes. Ibig sabihin, it affects the totality ng buhay nila. No? The joy of our hearts, wala nang, wala nang saya. Rather, nagiging kalungkutan. Dati, di ba? Nagsiskiri-skiri sila siguro. Ngayon, wala na natigil. Ito pa yung pinakamalala. The crown has fallen from our head. Ha? Huh? Woe to us for we have seen. The crown. Ano yung nire-represent ng crown na sinasabi to na nafawala na sa ulo nila? Well, the crown would mean both the Davidic kingship and Jerusalem itself no, were considered crowning glories. Yun yung difference nila eh. With other nations, with the foreigners, they have the crowning glory because they are the people of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Pero anong sinabi sa Jeremiah 13.18? Say to the king and the queen mother, Take a lowly seat for your beautiful crown has come down from your head. They're being humbled down from glory to ruins. No? From nasa pedestal hanggang andun sila sa pinakadulo. Kalugmukan, kahihiyan, kamatayan. Israel lost its line of king wearing the crown from King David. No? So the Davidic monarchy was temporarily over. But it resumed until a descendant of David came in the name of Jesus Christ. The king of kings The king who wore a crown of thorns to bring salvation for his people. But going back to Israel, because of that, woe to us, for we have sinned. Grabe, no? Normally, it's easy to say, woe to you, no? It's easy to say, woe to other people. But it's really hard to say, woe to me, or woe to us. 
They are the one declaring the judgment of God on them. They are acknowledging the judgment of God sa kanila. No? They acknowledge God's judgment because punishment precedes transgression. That they transgress, transgress against God may punishment. Kaya they said that woe to us. Kung babalikan natin from chapter 1 to hanggang chapter 5 ngayon, no? but every chapters makita natin always present yung acknowledging the punishment of God because they sinned against God. Lamentations 1.5, sabi niya, Her foes have become the head, her enemies prosper, because the Lord has afflicted her for the multitude of her transgressions. Her children have gone away, captives before the foe. Lamentations 2.14, Your prophets have seen for you false and deceptive visions. They have not exposed your iniquity to restore your fortunes, but have seen for their oracles that are false and misleading. Dito nakita naman natin, yung mga prophets na, anong ginawa? Hindi inexpose yung kasalanan. Chapter 3, verse 42, We have transgressed and rebelled, and you have not forgiven. Lamentations 4.22 The punishment of our of your iniquity a daughter of Zion is accomplished He will keep you in exile no longer for your iniquity O daughter of Edom He will punish He will uncover your sins See? In the whole book of Lamentations in every chapters there's a portion where we see ng lahat ng pinagdaanan nila is a result of their sins and transgressions against a holy covenantal God. And they're sick over it. For this our heart has become sick. For these things our eyes have grown dim. Sino ba naman hindi magkakasakit? Sa ganitong situation na nakikita mo? No? The stress level na meron sila sa lungkot, sa gutom, sa kahiyan. Iba nga, no? Nabash lang, nahiya lang, halos hindi na makakain. Ito, nahiya na, nagutom pa. Our eyes have grown dim sa kaiiyak, di ba? Pag uminyak ka, ma... ang tawag doon? Lalaki yung mga eyebags yung mata mo. Minsan, gumaganan ka na, hindi ka na makakita kasi sobrang lumaki na saka iyak ng iyak ng iyak. No? And they became desolate. The final, in verse 18, Mount Zion, which lies desolate. Abandoned. Lahat na lang ng, lahat ng adjective, ng worst, pwede mong sabihin. And describing Zion. And jackals sprawl over it. Anong ibig sabihin? Jackals basically are the animals. No? And they are known to inhabit the ruins. Ibig sabihin, wala na. Because the desolate, they're in ruins. And yung jackals are animals na usually sila ang nag-inhabit ng mga ruined places. Last case, or worst, the worst scenario na nagkaroon yung Israel. 
as part of them being exiled in Babylon. See, from verses 2 to 18, anong nakita natin dito na attitude? Ano nakita natin na observation with the Israelites? In the set of point, they humble themselves and they are honest enough to bring to the Lord everything that they have experienced. They became naked before the eyes of God. They present everything. Yung sinabi ko kanina, it's an irony that we are telling an all-knowing God to remember and to see the things that they have experienced. Ganon sila ka, ka open Lord, oh, look, here am I. Wala na kaming maitatago. Lahat, na, na, lahat ng na-experience namin, we are presenting it to you. That's why they're telling God to remember. No? So friends, we cannot hide anything to God. Pero why is it that sometimes we're not telling everything? Kasi parang yung mindset natin, alam naman ni Lord, pag nag-pray, Lord, sorry sa kasalanan ko, alam mo na yun. <laughs> no? Very general na lang. Alam mo naman lahat, Lord. So kahit sa prayer, Lord, provide for all my needs, alam mo na yun, thank you. Amen. Is that the right way? No? Israelites came to their senses. They acknowledged the effects of their sins. And ano yung pwede natin matutunan in this point and their pleading before God? Before they ask forgiveness, anong ginawa nila? Prinesent nila lahat-lahat. Wala silang tinago. No? That's why, friends, I just want to remind you with this. Continually remembering who we are, how sinful we are, will keep us humble before God and will forever, we will be forever in awe in His grace and mercy in our life and continually seek for forgiveness and repentance. Yung remember, yung inaalala natin, yung kasalanan natin, hindi ibig sabihin, gagawin natin ulit. Hindi ibig sabihin, na play natin ulit sa mind natin and i-enjoy natin yung kasalanan. No, no, no. Remembering our sins and presenting it to God, it's not about na i-condom natin sarili natin. Kasi may notions na, wag mo nang ano yun, yung past mo, tapos na yun. Di ba? Kasi feeling natin, makokondem tayo kung binabalik yung, yung, yung past natin. Pero alam nyo, as we remember our sins, all the more that we are reminded that we need the Savior, all the more na-realize natin, grabe yung grace ni Lord. Ganito pala kasalanan ko, pero hindi siya nag-strike ng, ng lightning or thunder para mamatay ako, na-judge ako right away. No? So remembering here is not about condemning or trying to go back sa dark past life natin. But remembering our sinfulness every day will keep us grounded and all the more seeking to remind the gospel every day. That's why sa American gospel natutunan natin. 
the gospel is not just for the lost. The gospel is all the more needed by the Christians every day. Na ma- 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 tayo, maalala tayo. Kasi, nagiging prideful tayo and self-righteous. Kung dumating tayo sa point na hindi na natin naalala yung mga yung kasalanan natin. Naalala natin not for us to become guilty, but for us to become humble. So what should we do? What's our application with this? I would like to ask you with these questions. Do we have this boldness and honesty to present to God our sins? Bold ba tayo and honest ba tayo? Or common? Hindi mo na ako atin ng church? Hindi mo na ako, ako magpipray? Hindi mo na ako aaten ng Bible study kasi alam ko may kasalanan ako kasi we're trying to hide. Na alam din naman natin na hindi natin maitatago kay Lord. Lahat ng ginawa natin. Pero yun yung common. Kasi yung mindset natin, kinukondem natin sarili natin. Which is the right attitude pag nakumit tayo kasalanan, all the more that we need to go, to go back to God and ask for repentance and ask for forgiveness. Another question, what's our attitude every time our past is being brought up? Nahihiya ba tayo? Nainis ba tayo? Kasi minsan, wag mo na sabihin yun, wag mo na alahanin, tapos na yun eh. I'm new in Christ. Bakit ayaw mong ibalik? Bakit ayaw mong alalahanin? Is there something na kinakahiya mo? Which is nakakahiya talaga. Din, nakakahiya din naman talaga, no? Yung mga past natin. Pero, every time naalala natin, nagigilty pa ba tayo? Or, are we embracing the finished work of Christ? Kasi, kung nahihiya tayo, Ala, meron pa pala tayo sa puso natin na we're relying our salvation to our own selves sa being good natin. Kasi after all naman, wala naman tayong contribution sa salvation. Kasalanan lang. No? You know what? It is humbling to know that apart from the grace and the mercies of God, we can't imagine what kind of life Saan kaya tayo ngayon kung hindi tayo nakasumpong ng kaligtasan ng Diyos? So learning that God is an all-knowing God, how does it affect our prayer life? How do we pray? Paano tayo mag-pray ngayon kay Lord? Paano tayo mag-present ng kasalanan natin and how are we asking forgiveness from the Lord? 1 John 1.9 If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from our unrighteousness. And the local church is God's gift for us. No? So dito sa church, we would encourage everyone. No? Now, dito pala natin, dito pala, it's a place where we can be vulnerable. We can share our dark past. We can share our struggles, our sins. Why? Because it is where we would see the power of God's work ng gospel sa buhay natin. Na hindi talaga dahil sa atin, hindi dahil sa 
kung anong meron tayo na we have this relationship with God but dahil lang sa grace and the mercies of God in our life. So friends, there is hope in the Lord because we can come to Him honestly and humbly. And let's practice that in our church. That's why we are trying to you know, create a culture of church membership, church discipline, being accountable with each other, that we can pray with one another, we can encourage one another, we can confess our sins with one another. And second, we have hope in God because we have a God who is infinite and sovereign. Verse 19, But you, O Lord, this is the game-changing part. From verses 1 to 18, halos puro lahat, kasalanan, kalungkutan, kagutuman, kahilyan. Pero may, may shift, may change pagdating ng verse 19. But you, O Lord, reign forever. Your throne endures to all generations. Why do you forget us forever? Why do you forsake us for so many days? Restore us to yourself, O Lord, that we may be restored. Renew our days as old. Unless you have utterly rejected us and you remain exceedingly angry with us. Verses 1 to 18, there is a confession of sin. But verses 19 to 22, there is a confession of God's kingship. There is a confession of God's sovereignty. Nag-confess na kasalanan nila, but the Lord, the Lord here reigns forever. Nagkaroon ng hope. Nagkaroon ng pagbabago. May, may change of tone in this prayer. So unlike frail humanity, God reigns as the king of the universe. Nakakalungkot, no? Na puro lang, ay, oo nga, puro wrath, puro judgment. Ngayon, nakita natin, wait, may hope. Or the other way around. Nakita natin, puro may hope. Bakit may hope? Wala lang. Hindi, kasi merong wrath, merong judgment. Ito, verses 1 to 18, ito yung pangyayari. But, You, O Lord, reigns forever. Psalm 103, verse 19, The Lord has established His throne in the heavens and His kingdom rules over all. He is reigning forever from beginning to the end. So whatever forgiveness, renewal, or relief they will receive, it must come from the one whose throne endures through all generations. It doesn't come from Pharaoh. It doesn't come from Baal. It doesn't come from King Nebuchadnezzar. It comes from the God who reigns through all generations. Who reigns forever. And you know what? This is a great consolation for Israel by the truth 
that despite of their unfaithfulness, remember, merong covenant, meron silang covenant. God is a covenantal God to them. Meron silang covenant that God is their God and they are His people. Ngayon, kahit na nga sa kasalanan nila, they started to, to come to the Lord in humility and honesty. There's a great consolation. They once again come to their senses and acknowledge the one that we have a covenant is a God who His throne is forever and endures through all generation. That was a great consolation for them. That God always sit on His sovereign throne, ruling over the universe from the heaven. So sobrang, alam mo, isang verse lang siya sa verse 19. Ah, sorry, sa verse, yeah, sa verse 19. But it changed the mood of all verses 1 to 18. And verse 20, why do you forget us forever? Why do you forsake us for so many days? So there's a denouncing of their ongoing suffering. Forever and so many days would refer to an endless sequence of days. Kasi hindi nila alam kung anong mangyayari, kailan. No? God forget and forsake them for them. So it indicates the feeling of covenantal abandonment. Bakit mo kami iniwan? Bakit mo kami kakalimutan? Meron pa yung past. <laughs> In our uh, modern language, meron pa yung past. Meron pa yung babalikan. No? They ask for, or rather God is a faithful God. Although they are unfaithful. But Israel is going back to that covenant because they have God. So dito natin nakita, no? We cannot rely to our own selves. But we can rely to God. Kasi kung tayo lang wala, nakakalimot tayo, mabilis tayong magbago, mabilis tayong mag-change. But the God that we know, is immutable. He doesn't change. God is sovereign. He is ruling from beginning to the end. God is always consistent to His character, to His attributes. That's why in verse 21, they ask for renewal. No? They ask for renewal. Restore us to Yourself, O Lord, that we may be restored. Renew our days as of old. They are referring to the days when the Lord saved them. The Lord, the day when the Lord provided them, the Lord protected them, when the Lord brought them in a pedestal that they are His people. And alam nila na yung restoration galing lang kay Lord. No? They ask for renewal and wonder when renewal will come given with God's Justifiable anger. Alam nila na si Lord talaga, oo nga, He will have this judgment sa kasalanan namin. But we want to ask the Lord for His renewal sa buhay namin. The plea was not done in anger, but it was done in humility. And it was done in worship to God, declaring that He is the God who reigns forever. So restoration depends on a right relationship with God and only God can do the restoration. 
Let's go to Jeremiah 29. Verse 10. For thus says the Lord, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will visit you and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then, verse 12, you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. It's a picture of restoration. It's a picture of How consistent God is in His wrath and judgment when He allowed them to be in Babylon. And God is being consistent to His character of being gracious, loving, and compassionate. Of bringing them to repentance and will bring them back and restore to the land. Kung saan talaga sila ilalagay ni Lord? After ng exile. So yung verses dito sa Jeremiah 29, no? which is common na nami-misinterpret natin. Yung verse 11 na kinukuha natin. This set of verses is a call for the Israelites to trust the sovereign covenantal God. Na matapos, yung judgment niya sa amin, He's teaching us, He is disciplining us, and as we repent, as we go back to Him, He will restore us. So we just have to endure 70 years, 60 years. Sige lang. Diba yung preaching natin yung sa Lamentations 3? Sige lang. Kasi God will fulfill His promise. So because God knows the plans for us, alam niya anong gagawin niya sa buhay ng mga Israelites. And how do we apply this certain verse na passage na binigay sa Israel in our time right now? No? We are living in sin. We are in a, in a sinful world. Ano yung hope dito? Yung hope natin is yung eternal life na meron tayo kay Christ. Hindi yung magarang bahay, magarang sasakyan, maraming pera. No, no, no. Yung plans and welfare dito is yung secured eternal life in Christ Jesus. Kasi doon tayo marirestore, oh, sa second coming, sa new heavens and new earth. Do you think ba, pag sinasabi na i-claim to, o saan dito yung peaceful na lugar sa buong mundo? Wala. Only we will experience the perfect peace. No? It's in the full consummation in the second coming of Christ. So in this set of passage, we see the character of God, the sovereignty of God, that He is, he is not controlling, but He is in control of things. We would see the wisdom of God, that in His wisdom, no, He is so wise. Alam niya ang ginagawa niya. Because simply, He is God. And we don't know. It's a call to trust the Lord. My common line, sige lang, let's trust the process. I don't think it's correct. 
We don't trust the process. We trust God during the process. Because process even are not perfect. Process is not God. So we don't trust the process. We trust the Lord. In fact, the godly sorrow over sin ng Israel was the beginning of that restoration which would be completed by turning to God in faith and obedience. Ano na kung tayo dito, no? Um, the moment we start to confess our sins to a brother or sister, that's the beginning of restoration. Kasi naging honest ka that you are struggling with something, that you are dealing with something. But until and unless you will open it, no? You pray to the Lord, you present it to God or to share it with a brother and sister, I don't think may restoration na mangyayari sa buhay mo. No? That's why restoration comes or starts when we bring it to the Lord and we, we share it to a brother or a sister in church. The truth, remember this, the truth is only this. Only God can restore us. That's why we study the Word, we study the Bible, we uphold the authority of the, the Scriptures, the Word of God, Because these things are the one that will restore us as we know God. Wala nang iba pa. No? So to complete that promise of restoration, God said a prophetic word in Jeremiah 31. Siyempre, nag-promise siya sa Jeremiah 29. Sa Jeremiah 29, eto mangyayari sa inyo. Sinil ni Lord ang promise na sa Jeremiah 31. Verse 31, Behold, The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant. Remember, there's an old covenant with them. Nakita natin sa previous na story. But now here in Jeremiah, during their exile, God will give them a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. No? The north and the southern kingdom. Not like the covenant that I make with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. Takita natin yun, yung covenant ni God nung nag-exodus sila. No? My covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts. Sa old covenant, saan nilagay yung yung laws on tablets, on stones. But ngayon, the Lord will put it, will write it on their hearts. That's why the Lord will, will give us, no? Not a heart of stone, but a heart of flesh. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people, and no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me. From the least of them to the greatest declares the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. As they go back from exile, no? As they go back from exile, a fresh start for Israel and Judah. And we will know, and no one will, and we will know that no one fulfills this covenant. Kasi after no nakabalik sila, no? From the exile, wala. Balik pa rin. No, hanggang sa dumating sa point na may silent years na 400 years. Until Christ came. 
until a voice came from the wilderness saying, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Christ, the Son of God, God incarnate, came and fulfilled this new covenant. And as we realize, no man fulfilled the covenant of God. Only Christ. That's why Christ is our mediator. Christ on our behalf. Because on our own, we will forever be unfaithful. And it's just by the grace of God and mercies of God that kept us until the end. Because on our own, we cannot do this. That's why every day, we keep on asking forgiveness and repenting and remembering. Become humbly and honest to God. Because there's a joy towards sinless perfection. Pero wala. We will just be perfected when we are on our glorified bodies. When Jesus will come again the second time around. So as an application, maybe no, um, we are we're broken, we are in sin, we have some secret sins, we're struggling with, you know, lahat tayo, you know, lahat, I mean, Christians as we are, utak natin, yung puso natin, buhay natin, every day, meron pa rin dinideal si Lord sa atin, meron pa rin tayong mga bagay na nagagawa, despite that we know that these things is is sinful against the eyes of God. Pero, wala eh. This is just a reality that we need God every day. That we need the gospel every day. That we need the infinite sovereign God. Kasi tayo unfaithful, tayo finite, tayo nag-change, tayo frail, tayo depraved. And God is the one who is only Sovereign, in control, never changing, infinite. And that's the God that we are approaching. That's the kind of God that we are holding to. That's the God that we are trusting. That's why we have hope. Kasi kung titignan natin yung sarili natin, hopeless case talaga tayong lahat. Kahit sabihin na natin, meron ka pang good, quote-unquote, may something good in you? I don't think so. Because no one is good. So let, let's, let's, go, let's go to God because it's only God who can restore us. Let's come to Him with all honesty, with all humility. Pinasa natin kanina sa Romans 9. God's sovereign choice. So knowing that We are elected knowing that we're chosen by God. Does that lead us to become prideful or that does lead us to all the more humble ourselves? Ganito ako makakasalanan. Seeing Lamentations 5 verses 1 to 18, ito yung pinagdadaanan ko. But you, O oh Lord, in your sovereignty, you have chosen us. 
You have elected us. You have saved us through your son, Jesus Christ. So in our brokenness, in our consequences of sins na meron tayong pinagdadaanan, let's just go back to God. To my dear Christian friends who have been astray. No? You've been sabihin mo, I don't know, it's, it's, if it's okay to use the word, you know, na backslide ka or whatsoever. Nawala ka. Or maybe still living in sin. The Lord has given us the chance every day. No? Every day, the Lord has given us the chance to come back to Him. To repent of our sins. That's why we have the church again. We have our brothers and sisters. We have this community. We have this locality where we can be vulnerable and be, be naked, be open with one another, be bold, be humble, be honest. Because it is where we are being sanctified even as we listen to the word and convict us with the word of God and as we confess our sins. No alcohol, no vices, no human relationship or no any worldly forms can restore us. Only God. Not even our quote-unquote goodness in us because there's no one is good. No, not one. And this restoration, this reconciliation, what we have right now is just a portion of God's restoration because the perfect restoration and reconciliation will happen in the second coming of Christ Jesus. As we read Revelations 21, no? time will come that He will wipe every tears. There's no more crying, no mourning. But there will be worship and He will turn the mourning you know, to joy that he, he is our God and we will be His people. And that hope, no? as Christians, may dalawa tayong hope. Ngayon, we have that hope na no matter what happened in the midst of uncertainties, we have this assurance of salvation. And another hope is on the day of judgment. Tutunan natin sa 1 John chapter 4 or chapter 5 ba? No? That there's no fear in love. Now when judgment day comes, you have that confidence because it's the righteousness of Christ that we are standing on to and not on our own righteousness because we don't have any, any hint of righteousness. So as we end, Romans 9.27, Paul quote Isaiah. Isaiah cries out concerning Israel, though the number of sons of Israel be as the sand of the sea, only a remnant of them will be saved. For the Lord will carry out His sentence upon the earth fully and without delay. And as Isaiah predicted, if the Lord of hosts had not left us offspring, we would have been like Sodom and Gomorrah. Like Sodom and become like Gomorrah. In this passage, we have seen how God showed His sovereignty, His sovereign power, through the remnants. And the Lord gave them the new covenant for that remnants. Doon mo makikita how 
You know, the Lord saved His people to save that remnant that will point to Christ. Kasi kung walang naiwan, papano yung line of David, the line of Abraham? Until in the line of Jesus Christ. So God showed, no? He, both His wrath for the sins committed and mercy for the repentant heart. Remember, we were God's enemies and we need to be reconciled with the Father. And it's only possible or made possible through the death of His Son, Jesus Christ. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God sent Jesus to bear our wrath kindling sins and made it possible for Him to treat us with mercy alone. In 2 Corinthians 5.19, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to Himself, not counting their trespasses against them. Going back to my question as I start kanina, when someone asks us to be reconciled, or if tayo nakipag-reconcile sa iba, we and those people cannot give perfect forgiveness or restoration because of our sinful nature. Normally, may konting hurt pa din tayo kahit sabihin, oh, okay na tayo. Because no man can give perfect reconciliation with other people. Kahit sabihin mo pa na, okay na ako sa kanya, wala na akong galit. Only God can give the perfect forgiveness. Indeed, there is hope in God that as we come to Him with honesty and humility, He knows or we know that He hears us, that He will restore us and will forgive us. In the midst of this uncertainties, we can cling to Him and trust Him everything Because everything, no, or in everything, one thing is certain. He is infinite and sovereignly reigning. In Christ, we have hope in the Lord. Let us pray. Our infinite sovereign God, maraming salamat Panginoon sa time na to that we're able to learn from your word, from the whole book of Lamentations. Maraming salamat for giving us a picture, Lord, of how Israel was able to experience judgment and wrath because of their transgressions against you. And we also learned how they come to you with humility and honesty and a repentant heart, O Lord. So God, here we are. Let your grace, Lord, work in our lives. Even the Holy Spirit convict us, Lord, to all the more na even in our church life, Lord, we would live this truth Now we can come humbly with honesty, Lord, with our sins because we know that you are faithful and just to forgive us, O Lord. Lord, tulungan mo po kami na hindi po kami ma-feel condemned or guilty even when our past are being brought up. But all the more na makikita namin yung pasasalamat, yung all the more na ma-humble kami dahil wala po kami talagang reason o wala kami, wala kami Lord on our own wala kami own righteousness it's just the righteousness of Christ in us Lord maraming salamat even in our journey in our walk 
Continue for reminding us in your word that we have this hope in the Lord, in Christ Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen.